0: Welcome to the Stories She Sings, where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. Good morning. This is Karen Lynn Grant with the Stories She Sings. And today I am so excited to begin this new year with our essential Christ. This year, It is my hope and goal in 2021 to send a message of overcoming. Together, we can overcome in 2021 as we focus upon the Savior Jesus Christ. And as you come to these podcasts, I hope that you'll come with a paper and pen that you will be ready to Write notes, not necessarily of what I'm saying, but that you will write notes of what you're being taught by the Spirit as you listen, that if anything comes to your mind, that if any thoughts uh, come to your heart and to your mind, that you will write those thoughts down. This year, my goal will be to share our Essential Christ And I have an entire program laid out for the entire year of music, scripture study, and stories and songs of women in the scriptures. This will be a musical journey as I will tell the stories and share the songs of women who knew and loved the Savior in New Testament times and the women in the Old Testament times who did not walk and talk with the Savior, Jesus Christ, as he had not yet been born, but who loved the God of the Old Testament, the Father, and who loved him with their heart, might, mind, and strength. In this Essential Christ program, we will learn that every willing soul can have a personal relationship to Christ and become, in essence, a sister or a brother to Christ. The theme of Our Essential Christ suggests that as a man or woman comes to recognize their personal need for Christ and for His divine atonement in their lives, that they can begin a new path that leads to greater joy. Their daily walk can become a joyful walk with Christ, essential to their sense of spirituality, emotional well-being, mental clarity, and physical vitality. In this series, the Essential Christ series, men and women can learn from women in the scriptures through the songs on my five CD set. We will learn about women of humility and how the woman of humility recognizes her dependency upon God. At first, as we become a woman of humility, we realize that all of the creations of God are. are in divine essence, they all point to Christ, including all of the gifts of the earth, be it essential oils, herbs, living foods, water, and all things that God has ordained for the use of man and woman since the Garden of Eden. As a daughter of God, the woman of humility comes to recognize God's infinite love for all of his children. She progresses up the ascending hillside on her own personal journey to Christ with joy. She discovers that the lifeblood of all of God's creations point to Christ and his infinite atoning sacrifice. She comes to understand that the lifeblood of the plan and the sacrifice of that lifeblood for the use of mankind is a holy representation of Christ's atoning blood which was freely shed for her personal one-on-one journey into wholeness, completeness, and perfection. She comes to appreciate the worth of all of God's gifts of the earth, herbs, essential oils, vegetation, and all healing remedies as the infinite and eternal expression of his bounteous love made manifest through his divine creations. She senses and understands that it is not just the gifts of the earth that are to be worshipped, but the Son of God for his divine creativity in the creation of these wholesome earthly gifts. She comes to appreciate in the spirit of humility, as did the women who anointed Christ with perfumed oil, that these gifts, be it spikenard and myrrh or lemon and lavender, are merely the gifts that God has given to her, to use as an outward expression of his love, first for herself, then for others as herself, and ultimately for him. A woman of humility grows in the understanding of the true spirit of anointing and endeavors to apply the principle of spiritually nurturing herself and her loved ones with prayers, songs, and scents. She is growing into a woman of devotion and the songs in the sense that I will be sharing with you in this essential Christ 2021 program further point her heart and mind in the direction of pure knowing that she is indeed a divine and beloved spirit daughter of God graced with that sweet sense of humility and devotion. She is ready to embrace one step at a time, her own purpose on earth, her calling to others, and her mission to the world in which she is on God's errand. She may learn a simple process, the healer's touch method, and repeat that process of extending the gift of pure love for those she loves and has stewardship over. As we go through this podcast journey through the year 2021, I will demonstrate that the woman who poured perfumed oil upon the Savior's feet and anointed him did so not only with the teardrops of myrrh and spikenard, but with her very own tears. There will be a podcast just about her story, likening it unto us. Her tears thus became an emblem of her love, even as the living oils of these rare and expensive ointments were originally an extension of his divine love for her. Now it becomes her turn in her modern way in her modern day to go and do likewise, just as the women of ancient days blessed and ministered to the essential Christ that they knew and loved. It becomes her turn now, our turn to do so. We see through her story and the other stories of women in ancient scripture that the true gift the sharing of her oils the sharing of her tears the brokenness of her heart was indeed a gift that was precious to the living christ but upon deeper reflection we see that the woman the vessel of her body became the emblem of the vessel which held the oil she poured through her physical body her heart her very own alabaster box through her own tears and kisses which represented her own lifeblood, spent and shared and given to the living Christ. We learn from our ancient sisters of 2,000 years ago, New Testament women, and 3,000 years ago, Old Testament women, how to offer our grace and gratitude, even as they did. We come to understand that our humility, demonstrated through the oils we spend upon another human being, becomes a symbol of our pure love for him. We come to realize that even as we minister to others, we are thus ministering to Him, consecrating our very acts of kindness unto Him. For He is not here with us, He is risen. The woman of humility, devotion, purpose, calling, and mission consecrates her service through the ministering of song, scent, and pure touch to become as the ancient woman of scriptures who anointed the Christ. She demonstrates through her willingness to share the energy of God's pure love with her as her own fingertips become the instrument of transferring God's love through her tender touch with the lifeblood of essential oils and through the songs that speak of his perfect love. Through song and scent, Through storytelling and reverent touch, a modern day version of an ancient woman's simple act of consecration and sacrifice of perfumed oil is remembered, reverenced, and repeated as it is impressed and imprinted upon the hearts of those we love. Not once, but many times throughout ancient history, all the way through the centuries to our modern day, women may learn to anoint Bless, minister, and nurture the essential Christ by tenderly reverencing one another. For as Christ said, By this shall men know that ye are my disciples, even as ye show forth love one to another, even as I have loved you. Today, in this podcast, on January 1st, 2021, I am so excited to unfold for you and unveil for you the program that I will be doing this year. And with these podcasts each week or each time you choose to come back and listen to a pre-recorded podcast, you will learn the story of a woman in the scriptures. You'll be able to hear her song You'll be able to hear her words from scriptural references, and you'll be able to write in your journals. How does this woman? How do? How does she? Uh, liken unto me. What of her qualities and traits do I also have? How is her life like mine? How is her test of faith like my own? As we learn of each of the women. The woman at the well, the woman who poured perfumed oil on the Savior's feet, the woman who prayed for the Lord to come and raise her daughter from the dead in, in the New Testament, whose husband worked in the temple and his name was Jairus, and the, the mother of the prodigal son. You know, not all of these stories even reference these women. There's no mention of the mother of the prodigal son, only of the great joy of the father. But we can only imagine that there was a mother behind the scenes. And so as I share with you the songs and the stories, it is my hope that you will come into a deeper, sweeter, more loving and natural understanding of the Savior Jesus Christ, that you will feel his love that you will know that his love is timeless and meant just for you in this present time. As I share the songs with you, it is my hope and my prayer that you will feel of his timeless love. Today, I'm going to share one of the songs off of the Morning Light CD, and this song is called His Timeless Love, and I want to present that song to you today to get us all in the in the thought frame, in the frame of mind, that his love, though he lived 2,000 years ago, is meant for us in this modern day, in this modern time. We have just finished a very crucial year in the world's history. We have brought that to a close at midnight last night. And today is a brand new day and a brand new theme of overcoming in 2021. I'm so excited to share that theme with you as we move forward, overcoming our fears, overcoming our sorrows, overcoming those sins that do so easily beset us, overcoming addictions by laying them on the altar, coming unto Christ and creating a divine appointment with Him every morning where we can go into prayer, into scripture study, into journal keeping and get our marching orders for the day, I know that we can receive revelation upon revelation for it is by doing that, that this whole program for 2021, Our Essential Christ has been created and that you will be able to hear portions of that program on this podcast, The Story She Sings. Right now, I'm going to move into the song, His Timeless Love and pray that If you are an essential oil lover, if you have an essential oil near you, perhaps frankincense or sandalwood, one of the oils of the Bible, cypress or cedarwood, that you will just sit back in your chair, relax wherever you are, and listen to this song and use your gift of guided visualization to imagine yourself walking those dusty streets that the Savior walked and experiencing for yourself. His pure love for you.
1: Some time ago, a dear friend went to Bethlehem To see the place where baby Jesus lay the hill while angels sang For unto you a child is born this day She walked the dusty streets that child had walked She saw the same sun shining up above She saw the ageless sea of Galilee Felt the timeless spirit of his love. It was when she stood near. Me- friend's tender story, imagining how it might have been to walk those streets, to see the same sun setting above, to hear his spirit whisper love. It was as a When I laid down my life for my friends, I felt love, timeless love. Love will never end
0: Good morning, this is Karen Lynn Grant with the story she sings. And today I am so excited to come to you and to share with you about the power of prayer and in pleading for miracles in behalf of each other. Recently, when I discovered the news with my husband that he had a condition that was termed a stage four prostate cancer, you can imagine that my heart sunk. This was not expected, it was not on our radar. We had gone in to get some life insurance for both of us, and his policy was going to end in six years. So he thought that if he renewed that policy, that he would be able to extend it. We weren't sure if I was going to be able to qualify because I had suffered in the past with pernicious anemia. But when we got back our reviews, mine came back with flying colors and I was told, you qualify for premium life insurance, but my husband was denied. For several months, we waited for that report to be emailed to us or sent to us through the mail, and in the meantime, we moved from Pleasant Grove to Mapleton, Utah, and kind of forgot about it, although we did wonder from time to time, why would he not qualify because this man is the Rock of Gibraltar? When we discovered that his PSA counts were extremely high and told that his it was A 50 or greater percent chance that that the cancer had traveled into either the lymph or the bone we were very concerned i put out a facebook post asking for the prayers of a couple of friends i i don't get a lot of posts on my facebook i don't really know quite all the way how to use that but anyway I was astounded when I had prayed privately that 100 friends would come to the rescue and offer to combine their faith with mine because I felt that my faith was not quite sufficient to tackle this hurdle before us. Soon people were coming out of the woodwork, old friends from high school, friends from different seasons of my life, from different time frames people posting even people that i didn't know were posting on our on my on my passage on my request for prayers and yesterday as my husband went to get the bone scan right before he went we knelt down together and had a prayer it takes a great deal of faith to ask specifically for the miracle that you desire and as I was the voice for that prayer, I made sure that I coupled my request with, Thy will be done, Father. As I prayed, I expressed my faith and my husband's faith and the faith of friends that had gathered from near and far to share on our Facebook post that they too were joining in fasting and in prayer. And I shared with the Lord that I, that I know The Savior Jesus Christ, I know the Lord, who stood on that little vessel, and when the disciples were all concerned that the little boat would capsize during a storm, and they hastened to awaken the Savior and urged him to awake and to arise and to calm the elements, saying, Carest thou not that we perish? And that was Kind of my prayer too yesterday. Lord, carest thou not that my husband perishes or that he suffers with this experience called cancer? I stated in that prayer that I know that the Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who stood on that little vessel during New Testament ancient time and commanded the winds and the waves to be at peace crying out peace be still that i know that the god of the old testament who parted the red sea that i know that the god of isaac and jacob all and abraham this same god who has performed mighty miracles for centuries upon centuries that it would be no small task to reverse the cancer from Del's prostate, and that if it had traveled outside of the prostate gland, that it was no small feat for the Savior Jesus Christ through the power of his atonement and that beautiful sacrifice that he gave to all of us to perform one precious miracle in our behalf. But I also stated, God, if it be thy will that that Dell and I as a couple pass through this so that we might be strengthened. If there are lessons that we must learn, we are willing to go through them. I did pray that that cup would be removed if it was God's will, but I also prayed that if it was not God's will, that the cup of cancer is removed, that we would be blessed With the strength to go through this, to not own it, but to go through it, holding tightly to the hands of the Savior. As I experienced the profound effect of at least 100 people praying for us yesterday, as Dell and I lay on our bed just holding each other prior to the bone scan appointment yesterday. I felt tingling for no reason moving through my body. And I felt a wave of inexplicable joy pass through my being. And I said to Del with tears in my eyes, I do not know what the outcome of the bone scan will be. But I must tell you, that I have just experienced a wave of inexplicable joy and all worry, all fear, all doubt, all concern has been removed from me and I do know it is because of the power of my praying friends. Dell had not posted anything about this on his Facebook page and so the people that had rallied around us We're primarily people from my Facebook page and I want to send a great shout out of exclamation of gratitude to all of you. I have had a testimony all of my life of the power of personal prayer because I experience that power often. But in this experience, I didn't know at first how to pray until the words came into my mind that I could pray for the specific desire and the miracle that I wanted if I coupled it with the words, Thy will be done. And later on in the day, I knew that I had specific friends that were praying for Dell and praying for me too. As I got on Facebook later in the evening, all of a sudden I noticed that there were there were many, many people that were even praying with us yesterday, praying for us yesterday. And I want to thank you for the testimony I received on a cellular level as tingles rippled through my being throughout the day, I felt surgings of the Spirit through my body, throughout the day. We do not have the test results, but I can honestly say that I know that God's will will be done and that I also know that the combined prayers of all of you pierced the heavens and blessed Dell and I with complete peace, be still, and calm feelings like those disciples must have felt when they witnessed the miracle for their surging fears and torrents of wonder if their little ship was going to capsize. Today, this song that I wish to share with you is called One Precious Miracle. And there is a story about why that song was written. It was about in 1992 when my little baby boy, Stephen Grant thane was just a little boy, just a little baby. And he had croup really bad. He couldn't have been six months old. And I remember getting up in the night with him and the sound of his raspy, raspy coughs. He could barely catch his breath. And I was frightened for his life. He could hardly breathe. And at the time, I didn't know what to do. I had a husband who loved to to sleep soundly, and I didn't dare wake him up. But I was trying to balance my usual set of scriptures on my lap as I tried to rock Stephen with my left arm and balance my scriptures with my right arm. And as those coughs became raspier and raspier, and I had just been reading about the Sermon on the Mount, and I had been flooding my heart and mind daily with stories of the Savior's gifts of healing. And I had taken a back row seat and watched vicariously the proxy of those healings in my mind's eye as I had read about them in the New Testament day after day. But now I had a child in need of healing, and it was the middle of the night, and I did not know what to do. And so I began to pray and I prayed and I called upon the Lord and I told him how I had been reading in the scriptures daily and coming daily to him in mighty prayer in my divine appointments each day and that I had been a witness through the scriptures in my mind's eye to the miracles that he had created for those anciently. And I could imagine in my mind's eye a mother in the distant scene watching the other mothers pray for healing for their children, the mother of the daughter of Jairus who is raised from the dead. And so I asked the Lord, Will you give me one precious miracle in the middle of the night for my baby boy, Stephen? As I prayed, Stephen's coughs became slighter, and the raspiness broke, and within three minutes, his little soft baby breath was just whispering quietly as my prayers continued, and I marveled so deeply that I had been given one precious miracle. I turned to my pad of paper and picked up my pen as Stephen fell asleep in my arms, And I began to pen the words to the song, One Precious Miracle. At first, it was all about my baby boy. Later, when I recorded it for the second time, I changed the song to be about a little girl. But that song was originally written in the middle of the night in 1992 for my little baby boy. And it was a song of gratitude. As the verses were written and the chorus was sung into a cassette, I realized on the second chorus and in the last closing of the song that there was one more precious miracle that I must plead for as a mother. And that is for the miracle of the gift of the atonement of Jesus Christ, that not only would my child be spared this physical discomfort and difficulty in breathing. But also, I began to pray for the one precious miracle, that gift of the atonement of Jesus Christ, to bless his life, his spiritual life, his emotional life, the life of his mind, and all of the aspects of his beingness. I realized as I wrote those verses, what a powerful petition this song had become. For not only was it a petition for a miracle of physical healing, but a miracle of emotional and spiritual healing as well. That song became dearer and dearer to me as the years went on. And I would go and I would sing it to Church groups and at the prison, and to every place that I went, that song became one of the songs that I loved to sing to people and to share the story that not only can we pray specifically for the precious miracle we need in the moment, but also that the atoning power of the gift of His infinite sacrifice can be blessed to be upon the lives and in and throughout the lives of our children, our spouse, our self, our extended families, and have a far-reaching effect upon the world. I want to share with you the gratitude that I do feel to have experienced the witness of the magnitude Of many praying hearts united together, each in their own way, some with just an emoji, uh, just a heart or praying hands. And I realized as I smiled at those emojis that God understands sign language too, and that He can read the intents of our hearts, no matter how small or large they might be. And so it is my urge today that you might feel prayed over as you listen to this song, One Precious Miracle. There's a beautiful scripture in a passage of scriptures called the Doctrine and Covenants that says, for the song of the heart is a prayer unto me and shall be answered with a blessing upon their heads. I pray that as you listen to this song that you will close your eyes and that you will let it ripple through your cells and your soul And that you might be blessed through the power of a prayer sung in that kind of prayer language, because God understands the song of the heart just like He understands a praying hand emoji and a praying heart emoji and a simple word, prayers, period, from those who are near and far. So, thank you. Thank you for your prayers in our behalf. Thank you for teaching me and giving me a witness through those prayers that were offered up in our behalf that though we do not have the results, there are results that we have already felt and those results are peace, the peace that passeth understanding. And now I give to you one precious miracle.
1: Bear, to see one soul in pain so his hands served miracles in his father's name in his eyes I beheld a world of tenderness my faith in him was strengthened. me mm-hmm.
0: The robe of mercy. It is your very own coat of many colors. My daughter, there is a sacred price to be paid in every relationship for putting on the old costume of the natural man. It's time to strip the layers of costuming and put on a new costume. Even the robe of mercy, the coat of many colors, in essence, an aura of light, love, truth. Joy, happiness, serenity, peace. In ancient times, the temple robe was made of many colors. Everyone who entered the temple received a coat of many colors depicting that every son and daughter of God is the cherished child. Now in modern day, your robe is white. White is the full spectrum of all living colors in all their beauty and glory. Thus, when you wear a robe of mercy in the shade of purest white, You are in essence wearing your coat of many colors. I hold in my outstretched and beckoning arms a robe of mercy, a covering of pure white for all of your sins. This is the gift of my pure love for you. You are the cherished child. How I long to encircle you in the robe of my righteousness. How I long to extend to you mercy upon mercy... For the sufferings you have endured To prove yourself during the time frame of mortality How I long to extend to you The soft white comforter of my love To drape in endless folds about your feet See how the soft white sleeves Extend far beneath your fingertips There is nothing, child No sin so great No wound so hidden No infirmity so buried No sorrow so deep No chasm so wide that the robe of mercy cannot cover. My charity, even my pure love, shall cover a multitude of sins. Believe me, child, there have been plenty. How oft I would have gathered you as a mother hen gathereth her young ones, but she would not. I have wept more tears for your needless suffering than the stars in the heavens. But you need know that I am an ever faithful parent, My love of purest white completely drowns out the deepest crimson-colored shade of your darkest sin. You have been called to be a robe carrier. Robe carriers come in all shapes, sizes, assortments, and from all walks of life. Each person who extends mercy for justice is a robe carrier. By this shall ye know, my true disciples... If ye have love one for another, even as I have loved you. Care not for thy own suffering. Think of thy brothers. He does not know me. How sad it truly is that he doubts the living, loving God. How empty it must feel to not know the power of my atonement. How abandoned, how alone in the world. Can you blame him for the symptoms of irritability, blame, and accusation? These can all be pardoned by my grace. Instead, Mother, truly become merciful. Allow him to suffer his consequences, but continue to show forth a loving heart and a cheerful countenance. If you will wear the robe that I offer you, its softness and its encompassing thickness, will keep you warm and shelter you from all the fiery darts of the adversary here now allow me to hold it open for you put your arms into the billowy sleeves and snuggle into the warmth of my pure love good morning this is karen lynn grant with the story she sings as we continue our journey with our essential christ I want to bring to light what it feels like to be the mother behind the scenes, as in the story of the prodigal son. In that story, we know that there was a father, and if there was a father, there was a mother. And that father ran to that son when he came back from his years of wandering with outstretched arms, with a ring, and with a fatted calf to create a feast to rejoice over the return of that son. But what of the mother behind the scenes? As women, we are called to be robe carriers for our children, for our spouses, for our loved ones that may not know our essential Christ. We are there not to point the finger of judgment or scorn, but to open that robe of mercy and to lay it upon the shoulders of our wounded family members, of those who are wounded. Behind the scenes, we stand waiting with the robe of mercy. This morning, as I share this with you, I know that there are many women out there who are mourning for the loss of their husband. There are many women out there who are mourning for the wayward choices of a child. There are many women out there who mourn not because of their own choices, but because of the choices of one of their most precious, cherished loved ones. If you will remember, when I shared the vision with you, In the episode called Share the Vision, I talked about the mothers, the women on the battlefield, who were reaching for lost children. I could see them in the darkness, reaching, trying to even grasp hold of an ankle of a child that was slinking off into the darkness. For those of us who have spent many a sleepless night praying for our children, praying for a son or a daughter who does not share our faith in Jesus Christ, this podcast is for you. I remember a time when my son, Michael, age 15, came to me and said, Mom, I don't believe in your God. I don't believe in your devil. Well, he's not my devil, but I I was trying to teach my children that there is good and there is evil in the world. And I had a son that was resistant to learning about either one. And as I went to my Lord that day in prayer and I knelt beside my bed, I wept tears and cried unto the Lord and said, My son does not believe in you. And he doesn't want any part of my faith in you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sad. And as I prayed, the thought came into my mind. I know what your son has been through and I don't blame him for what he's going through or for what he feels. Go back out there and tell him that I believe in him and that one day he will know that I am, that I am the son of God, that I am the savior Jesus Christ. I walked back out into the living room and my son could see that I was not distressed anymore. And he looked at me and he goes, What are you so happy about? I looked at him and I said, You know, it really hurt and made me feel so sad when you told me that you didn't believe in my God. And I went in and I knelt beside my bed and I said a prayer and I told the Lord that I'm so sorry that I have not been able to represent him well in your life so that you would believe. My son looked at me and he said, and what did your God tell you? And I said, he told me that he believes in you and that one day you will come to know him. You will believe in him. I'd like to share with you an excerpt from a journal that I already had pre-recorded many years ago. It's called The Robe is Mercy. It was set to a music background and I hope that as you listen to it, you will feel the inklings of the spirit as you ponder and consider. Who are you an angel to? Who would the Lord like you to extend a robe of mercy? Who in your life does not have the faith of a believer? And and who is causing this grief for you? As you turn this person or this individual over to the Lord, I pray that you may also feel that beautiful billowy robe of mercy being set upon your shoulders, that you will feel encompassed in the pure love of Christ, encircled in his grace, in his mercy, in his love for you. I turn now to The Robe is Mercy.
1: Lord, can you stop each painful thought For what my son is facing? A future fraught with sorrow Embrace him now for me I knew him as a little child Heard his sweet voice sing Search for little treasures Brought each home for me. Seasons come, seasons past, a mother's love undying. Brace me, Lord, faith fading fast, hear my heartfelt plea. Lord, let him see thy smiling face. Lord, Real, pure love, simple. bring him home to me. If a mother's love is measured by the power of her prayers, fill me with strength and mercy, Lord. Let him know you're there. Fill when his heart Bless this, my precious child, bring him home for me. My son, a gentle warrior, not a prodigal to me. No, not so, he's noble. Bring my treasure, back to me. Behind the scenes I pray. my son Lord set him free I'm knocking at your door
0: Faith when faltering grant me perfect fathering. This
1: is his mother's fervent prayer Bring him home for me. Bring him home for thee.
0: As we ponder how to lay claim upon miracles, how to ask specifically for the gifts that we need, I think we can take joy in knowing that as we include thy will be done, there's nothing, nothing that we cannot feel good about asking for. I remember as I was identifying in my own life scarcity issues And uh, just really praying about that. And one day, as I put my pen to my paper, these words flowed out. My child, why do you suffer needlessly? Why do you accept scarcity as acceptable? Why do you not feast upon the abundance of love, joy, and peace that is within your reach? Why do you not ask the Lord for his bounteous blessings in your life? Why do you not seek for more light, more truth, more love? Why do you grovel in spiritual, emotional, mental, and financial scarcity when simply by asking in faith, the way would be opened up to you to have abundance? Have ye any that are sick among you? Bring them hither and I shall heal them. Have ye any that are lost in insecurity? Have ye any that are lame and cannot dance because of feelings of unworthiness or fear of condemnation? Have ye any that are poisoned with pride? Have ye any that are heavy laden with grief? Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and I shall make your burden light. Light shall be the gift that you shall be called to bear, and ye that are healed shall become the bearers of light and truth, and love. What does it mean to lay claim upon Christ, upon his miracles? It simply means to accept the gift that he freely offers you. The gift he offers is his atoning sacrifice, and all we have to do is to qualify for that is to become a sinner with a desire to be made whole. Yesterday, I talked to a dear friend of mine, and we were reminiscing upon the time we met. And she said, you know, if I'd never become a sinner, I never would have met you. And I laughed and said, you know what? If I'd never been a sinner, I never would have met the Savior. So all we really have to do to qualify is to be a sinner with a desire to be made whole. The whole have no need of a physician, Jesus told in the New Testament. Those who are sick at heart, sick in spirit, mentally ill, or physically ill are all qualified to lay claim upon the gift of the atonement if they couple their weakness with a desire to be made strong. Christ laid claim upon his Father for our souls because he had purchased us with his life. We literally become his own when he paid the price for each one of us. He brought us back, brought us back to light and life from spiritual darkness and physical death. Now we, through our faith in Christ, can lay lay claim upon our Father in heaven through Christ, who is our mediator. Through our faith in Christ, we can lay hold on every good gift, spiritual, temporal, and otherwise, if it be for the purpose of doing good. And so I just want to leave you with this message to lay claim upon the miracles that you stand in need of. Let your mind explore, put your pen to the page, write down all the things that you would love to have as gifts of the spirit, gifts of temporal blessings, all of the things that you would love for your children. Write them all down, lay claim upon his precious miracles. Miracles do not only include the gift of faith to be healed, the gift of faith to heal, but also the gift of ministering angels. So many gifts that we can be claiming if we'll just ask for them with a sincere heart for the purpose of doing good and always adding, Thy will be done. Thank you for joining me and enjoying this episode, One Precious Miracle. This is Carolyn Grant with the story she sings.